Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Off Point with Ace and CJ. What's up, CJ? What's up? So, it's been a week for basketball, mm-hmm. right? We got, we're into March, into March Madness. Um, Big Ten bracket um, is coming to an end, buddy. I don't know about you, but I'm excited for the Buckeyes. They just came off of a revenge win against the Wolverines today. And moving on, to looks like what's playing Illinois. Another another loss for them. Illinois. Yep. There's another loss for Ohio State. Had endured earlier in the season. Yeah. Um, let's see. Let's go back a little bit here with Ohio State in the beginning of the tournament. Looks like they started out with uh, Minnesota. So I don't remember if... Uh, Minnesota was a loss. Um, I believe they were in a regular season. Might need to look look into that. Do you check that out for me, buddy? And then I'll uh, move on here throughout this bracket. I just want to cover this bracket. We'll get through the Buckeye basketball here real quick, and then I know you got some points for us. Uh, some things that you um, had read up on this week. So we'll get to that here shortly. So just run through the bracket. Again, I'm excited about the Buckeyes, um, <clears throat> especially since the toward there, there at the end of the regular season was they they were struggling. I mean, it, it was looking bad. They had a a hot streak of um, right around six or seven games, I think, and then like the last four just just stunk, man. Just yeah. stunk. It, it was bad. Um, well, and here's the thing about those last four games is I feel like they, they couldn't pull things off there. And, and I know I've mentioned this before. They couldn't pull things off there within like the last three minutes. It always seems like it comes down to the last three minutes yeah. of the game and they forget how to play basketball. Um, they just would struggle with uh, just not making baskets, you know, when it counted. Mm-hmm. So when it really came down to it, um, I don't know if they would just bring too much pressure on themselves because here it is, we're at the end of the game, and I don't know, like I don't know, nerves build up, and you just get anxiety about and about winning. I mean, mm-hmm. uh, um, I'll go back as uh, well, Michigan here. <clears throat> yeah, Michigan's where it's all started. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the number one seed in the AP pool, and. I, I believe it was a pretty decent. It was a close game, but they just couldn't mm-hmm. pull it off there towards the end, and, <clears throat> and and Michigan ended up winning that, and then just kind of been a was a, a downhill slide for the Buckeyes ever since. They went on the ne- the following game to play uh, the Spartans, and throughout that whole second half, uh, the Buckeyes owned that owned it. They owned it. They owned that half. And then it got down to about the last three minutes. They, the Sparty rallied back and, and, and pulled off the, the upset there. So, and then it just, it was it was trend. From that point, it was trend. They um, got spanked by Iowa. That was bad. Um, there was nothing mm-hmm. they could do against Iowa. That whole game was well, Iowa was, for the most That was one of the worst losses. And I just did a quick fact check. Yeah. Minnesota did beat Ohio State earlier in the season, earlier in the season, seventy-seven to sixty. 
77 to 60. Yeah. Wow. Wow, that was that was a bad beat down right there. Yeah. Okay. All right. So good because I, I got I'll be getting to that point in just a moment. So I'll continue on. Again, like I said, it was trend that the Buckeyes would just flop at, at the, you know, I would say right around the three minute mark kind of seemed to be right around their little drop off there um, in, in all these the, these games. So moving on, like I said, they got spanked by Iowa and then they went on to play Illinois. You would think that they would have some type of answer after losing yeah. three in a row. But it didn't stop there. It came down to the wire within the last three minutes. The Buckeyes up 68-64, and they couldn't hang on to it. They, they yeah. couldn't hang on to it, and Illinois made the buckets when it counted there at the end. Um, so yeah. that was pretty tragic for the Buckeyes. You just kind of wondered, like, what is this what's something going they're going on? Yeah, what's going on? Is this going to be something they can overcome or what? Well, anyway, here we go. Into the into the tournament we go. Very scary because that's all sudden death. You lose, you're done. It, yeah, that's it. Um, so let's let's put it up their their lineup here. Here's the lineup here. So you got Ohio State in Minnesota. In the first round. In the first round. All right, and, and just to kind of keep things kind of short and simple here. This is how it'll go down. Each game that Ohio State played up to this point has been a team they have lost to in the regular mm -hmm. season. That is terrible looking at that as a fan. And But if you're like a coach or player, hey, we can get revenge on these guys. As a I, fan, I, that, that's kind of scary. Like, you've lost a, to these teams. As a, you're right. As a fan, you look at it like, you know, maybe it's a mental thing. Yeah. So you think these games, like, we've lost to these guys – you do know they have the capability yeah. of beating you already. Yeah, but then if you're the, if you're on the other side, if you're the other team, like oh, oh, like the other fans, like go, oh, hey, we already beat these guys, we can handle them. They, they and if you're the coach in. or players, like guys, we can't lose this time. That's right. So you kind of you you want to use that as motivation going into these games. Um, if you've lost to the team once, like then you want that yeah. revenge factor. Let's put the revenge. Yeah, factor you need to remember that you're not the only team that has to worry about losing and going home. Every team has to worry about yeah, that. Every team, that's it. And they put it all on the line. Uh, and, and now you just put faith in your players, you put faith in your coach, and you know what? You go out there, and let's see what happens. Uh, game one, Ohio State, Minnesota, revenge game, mm -hmm. boom, Ohio State wins. Mm -hmm. Ohio State wins. You got the score up over there? No, that. Last game there at Minnesota, 79-75. 79-75. Okay, so it was a, it was a close game, um, pretty decently close. Uh, and then they go on, game two for the Buckeyes in, mm -hmm. in the Big Ten tournament. Purdue, another team that they lost to. Yep. You have a score on that loss, do you? 87-78. 87-78. So, again, quite a margin on that loss. Mm-hmm. I mean, you, if you go back, that's kind of disheartening to think that, or, you know, to witness, like, wow, you know, we lost that. Because Buckeyes had, they were they were undefeated for a while. I think they were at least 11-0 at one point. Mm -hmm. 
if I'm correct. So, anyway. I'm sorry, no, that Purdue loss was 67-65. All right, 67-65. 87-88 was the one where we beat them. We got mixed, a little mixed up there on the score. Okay. So we won one, lost one yep. against Purdue. Okay. So game two in the Big Ten tournament, high State, Purdue. Third time's a charm, yep. right? Yep. They go in, and they win. Mm-hmm. So Ohio State wins a, a revenge game on that. Mm-hmm. And then they move on to the third game in the tournament against that team up north. Mm-hmm. Number one seed the in the Big Ten. Number one seed in the Big Ten. Who they've already lost to. This is a game now you're thinking, Michigan's good. Michigan is good. Now, when Ohio State lost to them, I I think it was kind of close. The most recent one against Michigan, 92-87. So, 92-87 was the loss. So, that's that's not too bad Mm -hmm. of a loss when you were facing the number one seed. And you're right. I mean, a, a team that won the Big Ten last year. So you go in. So you go into this, thinking this would be awesome yeah. if we beat this team, mm-hmm. and it would really show yeah, what Ohio State mm-hmm. is capable of. Yeah. You know what? You know we show that we can do good things, but how far can we take it? How good are we really? Yeah. Are we a really good team, or are we an elite team? Yeah. Well, let's find out. So, High State, Michigan, you played today. Just one and day after the Purdue game, too. One day, oh, yeah. These, all these games, back-to-back-to-back, uh, to back to back, mm-hmm. three in a row. And, by golly, if they, yeah. they win. They, 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 they came out victorious. But let's go through these last three games, though. Um, came down to... Those last three minutes again, um, they almost lost it to Purdue. That game went into overtime. Mm-hmm. They actually had that game won had they not had whatever it is. I, I don't know what you want to call it. The, the end of the game, not Slump. fumbles or slumps, yips, mm-hmm. whatever, whatever it is. The pressure. The, the pressure. Um, I don't know what it is, but they couldn't hang on to it. And Purdue just had this little rally. Um, That's all they needed. Came back and tied that game up, sent yeah. it into overtime. And then it was like, I don't, I don't know what it is. Like having like this whole refresh, it was like, yeah. It's like they got it's like through restarting that. your phone. It was almost it was kind of like a little reboot for the Buckeyes because then they came out and. And I mean, what was the score on that? I mean, they came out with uh, eighty-seven seventy-eight. Eighty-seven seventy-eight. So you know, they came out the uh, nine-point win right there. Yeah. So I mean, just to kind of show that the Buckeyes are capable of going in there and handling mm-hmm. business. But what is it with the last few minutes of these games? Of the second half, I'd say. I mean, I think that overtime just proved it's not the last minutes of the game; it's the last minutes of the, the second, second half. half, right? You give them a third half, and yeah. this game's going to be a lock. So, 
yeah, congratulations to the Buckeyes to making it to this point. Um, they almost they almost blew it again against against Michigan and within those last three minutes. Yeah. Um, luckily, Mich- luckily Michigan kind of had the the yips tear there too. So, mm-hmm. um, so they weren't making anything when they tried to shoot. Yeah. Uh, so it, so moving on. And that was only a one point difference, sixty eight, sixty seven. And it was, it was, yeah, it came down. It was, it, it had me about pulling out what's which, left of my hair out. Which it, it, that's good for a rivalry game. No, it is, especially against a very good Michigan team. So it's like I don't, even though I feel like they probably could have won by more, because I feel like they were just playing. Well, that I'm sure good. Michigan's fans feel the same. But we'll take the W, mm-hmm. right? <laughs> one point uh, don't matter yeah, wins that, a win that went over Michigan another team we lost to and then we're getting ready to go on to another team we lost to in Illinois we're and on our revenge Illinois. tour it's Jim a, Harbaugh take note take note this is how you do a revenge tour now I'm hopefully, like hey, we don't lose to rival hopefully, hopefully we don't jinx it yeah um, Ohio State this is get the revenge on Illinois and I'll tell you what Illinois played Iowa today so they win, right? Yeah. And I am glad that they won. The way Iowa played Ohio State mm-hmm. back when they played would scare me to face mm-hmm. them again. Yeah. I felt like Buck, the Buckeyes had, they didn't have an answer mm-hmm. for what they were up against. No, they didn't. They didn't. It, it, I don't know if mm-hmm. it was just they I, got. I think Iowa enjoys that when they when they go up against Ohio State. I mean, you look at it a few years ago in football. They they got the chance and they whooped Ohio State. Um, they they do it in um, wrestling too. Ohio State and Iowa are both consistently good wrestling teams, and and Ohio State will have the chance to win. But then Iowa just comes in and they whoop Ohio State. The, I mean the Hawkeyes just like to whoop <laughs> Ohio State. So it, it's a good thing we don't we don't have to worry yeah worry about I'm them definitely right glad now. we don't have to face them. Um, so we got Illinois coming up. Much rather play Illinois than Iowa. That was uh, a closer loss. And seventy three sixty eight when they last played. Score right there. That was the Iowa Buckeye score. No, that was the Illinois last time I played Illinois. Illinois, okay. I was gonna say because the yeah because Iowa, yeah, Iowa was, was bad. Yeah, that was bad. That was bad. Um. So looks like we got. Tomorrow, Sunday, March fourteenth, at three thirty p.m. p.m. on Eastern. CBS, Illinois versus Ohio State. Who will win? Well, I'm gonna be biased on this, but yeah. I think Ohio State. And if I am to speak unbiased, I think Ohio State has the artillery to win this game. Yeah. I, both, I really, both I teams do, think but I think Ohio they, State has an edge. They could have beat them mm-hmm. the last time they played. Mm-hmm. They just can't have that last minute they can't slump. Have the, they can't have that little slump there at the end where they... F- and they can't pray for overtime either. Well, because when they... Like in the, <laughs> like today in the Michigan game when they played, E.J. Liddell was, had a clear shot to the basket... Mm-hmm. And in the in the ball just like like he kicked the ball like the ball just kind of flew out and mm-hmm. and it's just it's not that's not something you see too often yeah so it's like so when you watch that it's almost like uh, 
<laughs> like you see some clumsiness out there that, mm-hmm. that shouldn't be out there, yeah. you know? Um, like their gameplay gets dumbed down there at mm-hmm. the end, and it's it's hard to watch. Open shots, they, they miss. Like I watched them miss open shots. I think it was mm-hmm. maybe in that... Was it that maybe that? Yeah. Um, yeah, I think it was, was that Illinois game. Yeah, Illinois. Yeah, I think that's when I saw some of those because they should have won that game. That was that was sad. Anyway, moving on. Um, so that's 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 Buckeye basketball. That's what's going on right now. Um, so it's exciting times for basketball. Um, yeah, I don't think I've been more excited about it than I than I yeah. am this season. Really, um, I take these Wait. losses so hard, though, like I do when I watch football. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, and I, I know I, I've mentioned it's that odd before. because here you can afford the you losses. can afford a lot. Well, not in the Big Ten tournament, but well, yeah, in a regular <laughs> in a, in a, in a regular yeah. season. You can afford, you know, a couple of these losses and be able to like, okay, all right, we lost. Let's just, yeah. And it's not as bad yeah. if you lose to the teams that you should lose to. That, that you either right should should lose to, not, not necessarily you. should, um, but a team that, that you don't feel bad losing yeah. to. It's a high like ranked the, team, high ranked team, a great competitive team, a team that's beaten other. Good team. Good team, right. Not a team that hasn't beaten anybody all season and you lose to them. Right, yeah. Don't that, lose to teams... That don't win. That you shouldn't. Teams that you should beat handedly. So, with that, um, that's my that's that's my piece. That's my take on, on Buckeye basketball. So, go Bucks. Go Bucks. Mm-hmm. And sort of keeping things on Ohio State a little bit, we all know we've discussed this many times before about Urban Meyer heading over to the Jaguars. Yeah. Well. Well, since Urban retired from Ohio, Ohio State's head coach in, in football years ago, he hasn't just been on the open market. He's been occupied, mm-hmm. especially on Fox Sports. So where's that leave Fox Fox Sports now? Well, got an empty seat. Right. Yeah, seat for another former national champion, Ooh. Bob Stoops. Bob Stoops, the man who has won twelve Big Ten titles in seventeen years. Well, that's a big name in college football. Mm-hmm. That's a heck of a coach right there. That is a great coach. The coach that has also who also made a recent move to the pros, just years after he left. Oklahoma, he went over to the XFL, coached Dallas Renegades, until the XFL folded due to COVID last year. And Yeah, that's unfortunate. Um, would like to have seen what he could have done there. Mm-hmm. They weren't a bad team either. Right. Of course, they never they never really had, had a chance to finish their season, but I guess now he, he won't be coming back for the re-revamped XFL. No, maybe, he'll be... maybe that was just a sign mm-hmm. that, that maybe he's mm-hmm. just done. Yeah. Let's go, so it's now... okay. Go ahead and hang it up. You know what? Go ahead and take that seat on Fox. You never know when another coaching mm-hmm. job might roll around. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not unheard of for coaches to, yeah. to quote-unquote, retire. Yeah. And then go into... Um, You know, commentating on 
for like ESPN or or whatnot or Fox College Game Day. Yeah, College Game Day. You know, to kind of you know to do it from a different point of view, and and then get called back in. Mm-hmm. People still, you know, teams will still they still look for you. Mm-hmm. And then your fans you. just love to see you go back. Right. I mean, they love to see you do what you you do now. They'd also love to see you back in the head coaching job. Right, and then you'll always have rumors, you know, like... Uh, Urban's had it ever since he retired. He did, and and I <laughs> would never would have seen this coming. I would never say... Not that, the Jack, Jacksonville Jaguars. Th- that was never on my radar. I can see the Cowboys, because that's it, a team he's discussed before. I really just, I just didn't think that he would... I mean... Seeing it now, Jacksonville, okay, you know, he was a Florida guy, you know? Yeah. Um, so, I guess I could, I could a, see that, and I never really they had a retirement home that there. together. Or vacation home, whichever. So, I, guess, I think that was probably an easy, I wouldn't say it's an easy decision for him, but I'm sure it was e- an easier decision because of its location. Mm-hmm. Um, the team's not... It's not in a dire situation. It's it, it's not something that it's not yeah. like you're handed a not Rubik's like, cube that needs you know mm-hmm. put back together. Again. I mean, they're not a great team either. I, I think they have. They also the never. Pieces. They also never really were a great team. They've never really been a bad team either. Yeah, they just kind of kind of. They're a they're just off the team. radar. Kind of a plateau team. Yeah, they'll, they are. They'll sneak in. They'll win some games unexpectedly, and then mm-hmm. they'll lose some games unexpectedly. So, you know, this 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 could be a turnaround. Let Let's see what uh, see what old Herbs can do there in Jacksonville. First time in the pros. First time in the pros. Has that first round pick? He can pick anybody. I, and if he, yeah, if he does this right, I mean, he can probably put together. A, a really good team. I, it's definitely going to be interesting to see. You're just so used to seeing what he can do in college. Mm-hmm. Now, I know to him, there's still a lot of these guys that still are kids. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, they're not. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, and they're, they're adults. And, they're, they're grown. And it, But here's another thing. Now, here's like a little, little positive thing he could have going for him. Because of the, the culture in Ohio State... With you know the whole brotherhood culture that they that have, the it would be you could really put that together because you could be with these guys mm-hmm. for years. The a same lot longer guys, than it, it, yeah, it's not like I mean, with the exception of your kicker and punter. Well, in college they stay there longer. In the NFL they stay there less. <laughs> They're so, traded every year. Yeah, so you know you could really build a good camaraderie. So let, let let's see what you can do. This will be interesting. I was kind of on the fence about it, like. Not sure if I was all up on, you know, herbs. I thought it was, I, I like the fact that he, where he was. I like where he was. I think he was in a good place. Um, obviously, we, you know, hindsight, we didn't know what Ryan Day could do. But then, I mean, knowing what we know now out of Ryan Day, mm-hmm. we, we feel comfortable that Urban's yeah. gone. But before that day came... I mean, I'm even. Com- we didn't want Urban yeah. to leave. I mean, I'm even okay with Daly at this point because I think Larry Johnson's proven himself. Yeah. Because he's the next man up. Well, yeah. I mean, now, yeah, now that we've been through 
two seasons with Ryan Day, the staff that he's put together, what he's done for Ohio State, you feel comfortable mm-hmm. with Urban being gone, right? Yeah, I do. Yeah, of course. So, but if you take that away, if we go, with, if we rewind time and go back to before Urban left, it, you did not want that man to leave. Mm-hmm. You know, that was, you know, he's, he was the golden egg. Mm-hmm. For Ohio State, and there's still coaches out there like that. Bob Stoops was one, yeah. Um, and then for Alabama and um, Clemson fans, Nick Saban and Dabo Sweeney, respectively, are guys you don't want to leave. Those are golden, yeah, golden eggs. Lincoln Riley, yeah, golden eggs, man. Those, those are too. guys. Those are guys you don't you don't want to see leave your university, mm-hmm. you know, because of what they're capable of doing. And one reason. You don't want to play them. You do, but you don't. It's one of those things where you want to play them because you want to be the best. Yeah. And if you want to be the best, you got to beat the best. Yep. You want to um, be the man, you got to beat the man. <laughs> right. So, and, and that's what that's what the teams want. They want the competition. Iron sharpens iron, and you're only going to get better by playing elite. You want to be elite, mm-hmm. you play elite, you know. You play elite yep. teams, then you beat elite teams. So that's, how, that's how you get elite. Um, so, Urban Meyer moving to the NFL. This is a new, uh, a new chapter to see what he can, mm-hmm. you know, stay in coaching. Let's see what he can do. What's he gonna do? It's gonna be. I think it's gonna be exciting. Now I'm now I'm looking forward to it. Um, I think I've settled in with it a bit. Mm-hmm. Wasn't crazy about the idea. No. The man has built a legacy, and now it's all hate, at risk. And now it's it is all at risk. Well, He's putting it all on the line. The, you gotta think to put it all on the line just like that. But I'm, I don't you know, know something we don't. Yeah, I well here's the thing. I don't know what's in what Ur, what Urban Meyer's thoughts are, but. Let's just say if I was to sneak in his head, maybe this is something for him to see what he's got to challenge myself. Mm-hmm. Could you imagine going years and years and years never uh, coaching in the NFL and having all these these offers coming at you and you just bat them away and then you look back thinking, um, could I have done it? Mm-hmm. Could I have coached in the mm-hmm. NFL? So this guy has actually grabbed that opportunity. Mm-hmm. He's going to seize it, and then he's going to see what he's really made yeah. of. Let's see what you can do. And I yeah. and, and I pray and I back him up that he is successful until he plays the 49ers. If he does ever, then I might have to yeah, root against him. That's hard for me because I'm, I'm a Cowboys <laughs> fan. Do, do, do I want my coach to win or do I want my Zeke to win? Here, I'll tell you. I'll I don't know. It, don't want my boys to win. Or don't want my coach to win. That, that's hard. Yeah, I'll put it like this because I like the Niners and I like the Browns. Um, from Ohio, I still like my high teams. I, mean, I even like the Bengals. But I like the Browns a little more so than I do the Bengals. Mm-hmm. But I, I like think the Bengals me, more than I do the Browns. <laughs> and I think for me, what a lot of what it is about the Browns is – it's it's the underdog that they've always been. You always root because for the underdog. For years in years, but so you always so I found myself rooting for them, and yeah. and, and now 
I mean, and I will continue to root for them, even if the it's even if they were win the Super Bowl, you know, win one, win mm-hmm. two, win three, you know, mm-hmm. if they actually create a dynasty, mm-hmm. I think I'm still going to root for them because it's about time. It for all the years that they haven't, it's about time that they just, have years that they do. Just don't do it like the Patriots. <laughs> then it just sucks. Right. I don't think anybody will ever do it like the Patriots. So. So, but you know, like this past season, San Francisco hasn't had a great year. Yeah. It was pretty bad. So, if if my Niners, well, that's the case if my Niners or the Browns are in that situation, they're already doing crappy. Yeah. They're not really going anywhere. Then I would root for Jacksonville. Yeah. How's that? Yeah, <laughs> I can see that. My thinking is, is, I, is I'm I'm going back in time a little bit. I'm thinking, what if a, what if Woody Hayes left Ohio State? Would I root for whatever team he was on, for the Buckeyes? I'm just thinking, no, I wouldn't. No, I wouldn't. I, I like Woody. I think he's the best coach in Ohio State history. Maybe even the best coach in college football history. But no, I wouldn't. I would not root for him over the Buckeyes. No, nope. But see, now, Ir- Irvin's a little bit different. I've actually gotten to, I've gotten to watch him. He's, he's my coach. Mm. Cowboys, well. Sorry, boys. I've liked Urban a lot, a lot longer. You're right. Though, then there is a. Then the sole reason I like the Cowboys is Zeke Elliott. He leaves. I may just leave. It might change. Well, here's the thing about the NFL for me. Is, I'm not a diehard. Like I am a Buckeye. I don't mm-hmm. know. There's something about it's college, just, yeah, and the universities, and. That it's not just a brotherhood that teams build. It's, it's a yeah. There's there's just something. There's just something different about being a fan for Ohio State. I think than there is being a fan for for an NFL team. I mean, and that I mean that's for me. I know there's other there's people out there that are are diehard like Eagle fans or like Steeler fans. These guys yeah are fans to them. Mm That like I am like to Ohio State. I think I think part of it is part of it depends on your personality. And like my college fans get so attached to these players, and they know they're not sticking around forever. And yet they're so attached to them. They hope they do well once they go pro, and they just go and get attached to new ones. Where NFL fans, they're used to being attached to the same players for years mm-hmm. and years and years. Speaking of players that have been around for years, let's talk about the GOAT. Okay. Someone else who's left. Someone else who's left um, a team that he was quite known for being on for Florida. Tom Brady, Super Mm -hmm. Bowl champion, Buccaneers quarterback, has re signed with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So, a one year extension. No. He'll be there through 2022. Okay. Well, okay, so the extension on, so he's already there through this season. He's this just, season. So he's just added yeah. one more year to that. Yes. So it puts him through the one 22 season. Yep. So two more years of Brady. Two more Super Bowls for Tampa. <laughs> <laughs> Very well could. So, I, man, I hope not. I, mean, I, I used to I not really like do. Brady, like, at all. I mean, not as much as I don't like some other quarterbacks, but... Yeah. It's like since he left New England, I like him a little bit more. 
Yeah, well, I definitely have more, even more. I mean, I have respect of the guy as far as what he can do, what he has done. He's a good guy. But to to see that this really shows the greatness in a person. Mm-hmm. When you can do what he did, when you, you put in all this time on one team and then you make a jump to mm-hmm. a completely different team. A team that's not even on the same tier. Not the same at, at, and at, Yeah, right. And a team that it's not like, oh, this team has been winning Super Bowls too. Mm-hmm. No, no, they haven't. Yeah. So the fact that he can go to that team, bring one other man with him, yep. and then go and win a Super Bowl, telling these guys we're going to go win a Super Bowl. Well, I think I think he is the missing factor at Tampa Bay. I think Tampa Bay had what they needed to win the Super Bowl. They didn't have the quarterback. I'm going to have to agree that was with it. you. Because they had Mike Evans, a great receiver, who just happened to be on a crappy team. Um, Chris Godwin, another great receiver, having me on, on a crappy team. Karen Bray, a great receiver, having me on a crappy team. So you have a good band. Mm-hmm. You have a good orchestra. Yeah. You just need a good conductor. Yeah. And that's what Tom Brady was. Yep. Is. He's a con- he was he's the conductor. That helped the orchestra or, play beautiful music. Or my theory is it's not Brady, it's Gronk. Brady spent a year in New England without Gronk. They were it's a good they, they didn't suck, but they weren't good. They did not make the playoffs. The Bills did. What if it's not just one? Maybe it is just the two. The maybe two, the, the dynamic duo. Maybe Brady can't do it. Alone. It is is Gronk the perfect. It it's like the perfect mesh. Like when when two artifacts in their singularity are nothing, mm-hmm. but you put them together. And it forms something great, mm-hmm. and I think that's maybe maybe that's Tom, mm-hmm. and that's Gronk. Yeah, you put those two fuse those two together, and it's a powerful being. Mm-hmm. It's like if Voltron was just two pieces. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. Yeah, there's that. I know. I know people are going to say, "Oh, it has nothing to do with Gronk. Brady was great before that. Well, he was a lot younger then. <laughs> he was a lot younger before Gronk came around." Now he's older. Now he needs his guy. And his guy's sticking around with him. Well, you know, Gronk only scored two touchdowns in the Super Bowl. That's still a lot of touchdowns for the Super Bowl. Now think. This is in college where games are high scoring. These NFL games are low. Well, I understand that. Two's a lot for one man. But, I mean, when you look at at the final, more than two touchdowns were made. Mm -hmm. But only two of them was by Gronk. So I just find it's like maybe it, even, but he does more than just. I mean, I don't know what his his, or his uh, receiving yards were. Um, well, I know for the season he had six hundred twenty-three yards and seven touchdowns, or thirty-one caught passes. See, and well, there you go. See, you know, he's just a he's just a tight end. Or forty-five caught passes. Sorry. So he's got. Yeah, and that's he's got more than he's got, Well, he's got more than one. As a tight end, it's like you have multiple jobs. I mean, you, you got you got defend the quarterback, play the rule of alignment in cases, mm-hmm. receive, receive and run. Yeah. And heck, times even play the fullback, which is essentially the running back, halfback. 
yeah, it's a very versatile position. So yes, even though I even think that's the most not, talented position on the yeah, field it, too. Yes, yeah, so if he's even if he's not out there catching passes and making scoring touchdowns, he's he's still doing work. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of like behind that scenes work that mm-hmm. you just don't you don't realize it. He's got, yeah, <clears throat> yeah, indeed. So and I'm, I'm guessing he's he's and he only had returning si- as well, yeah, correct? Yeah, and he only had 67 yards in the Super Bowl too. How many? 67 yards. Oh, okay. Six catches. Okay, 67 yards. Yep, two touchdowns. Mm-hmm. So you, you got a thing. So his presence was out there. Yeah. 67 yards. That's still. That's a lot that, of yards good, for, for even yeah. a, a receiver. Yeah. So. Even if, like, your number. Number one receiver is probably going to get like a, one, 120. Mm-hmm. Maybe on a real good day, he can like probably 200. get 150 or plus. But that's a that's your number one. That's a number one receiver. Yeah. That's a go-to. You know, a real go-to. That is guy. Your, Those are good receivers. That is your numbers. Chris Olave. That is your Amari Cooper. That is your... Um, John Antonio Brown. Antonio, yeah. So, in 67 yards, that's like your, you know, your second and third option. Yeah. You know, guy. Um, or in this case, your tight end. Or in this case, your tight end. So, those are good numbers. They are. So, his presence was definitely felt there. Yeah. And, I mean, the two are a duo. They're the dynamic duo. And I say as long as both of them are in are in Tampa Bay, Tampa Bay will keep winning games. They're gonna, yeah. They'll keep winning division titles. Yeah, you can just – let's just hope that uh, some other but teams step up. You also got to think – Knock them out of the playoffs. Now, I also, also want to point this out. The Saints, who before Brady even signed with the Bucks. The Saints were known as like that team in their division. They are the only team within the last decade, I believe, in that conference to not go to a Super Bowl. The Carolina Panthers mm-hmm. win in 2015 against the Denver Broncos. A couple years later, the Falcons win against the Patriots, where Tom Brady blew it. And then, the, just this year, Tom Brady and the Bucks went and won the Super Bowl. <laughs> I think for the majority of that decade, the Saints have been the best team in that conference and yet have not once gone to a Super Bowl in the last in that decade. Yeah, and that saddens me. I really like Drew Brees. I would love to see, not like see him get, at least get to the Super Bowl. Yeah. would love to see them win. Yeah. They're a deserving team. Oh, very much so. Um, same with the Packers. They're a deserving team. They're always good. They deserve it. They just don't quite get there. Yeah, I I feel like there's some Warren Moons out there. Yeah. Um. Back when he played for the Houston Oilers. And it's he was probably one of the yeah one of the best you know one of the top quarterbacks to never see a Super Bowl. And it's kind of sad because these teams are good for years and years mm-hmm. and years with the majority of the same players. And these teams, 
I mean, really like the Carolina Panthers, for example, were just kind of a one and done. They were great the one year, and then after that, they weren't. Um, <laughs> that seems to happen. The Eagles. Atlanta, <laughs> yeah, the Eagles, the Atlanta Falcons. <clears throat> I think I'm finding a trend, bird names. <laughs> bird names? Yeah. I mean, just one and done. They're great the one year. They they go to the Super Bowl, win or lose, and they're done. I mean, the Seahawks, I mean, they've kind of stuck around, but they weren't, not like they were when they went to the Super Bowl. Yeah. Um, let's see. I mean, I know injuries are a little bit at fault, but the Niners mm-hmm. went to the Super Bowl. They were done. They just came back and sucked the next year. Um, yeah, it's just... It's crazy because all these other teams, they're playing good all the time. Yeah. And they're good for years and years and years straight. But they just don't get there. Because there's just that one team that, that that's going to make it to Super Bowl, and after that they're gone. Which, like, I'm telling you right now, Tampa Bay is not going to be one of those teams. They're going to keep coming back. You're going to see them there just like you did. The Chiefs Patriots. are going to be coming back. I think the Bills will be coming back. Yeah. I think the Forder... I think the 49ers will come back. They get healthy. Uh, they, they can get be in the stay. picture. They, they got to get and stay healthy. Yeah. Um, heck, yeah. I think the Cowboys can re-enter the picture. And hopefully the Browns I will think be the Browns a can. new face. So. I, I think the Ravens will stay up there. I'm not so Ravens. sure about the Steelers. They're, they're getting Ben for another year, at least. But I just don't know if they can stay up there. Not, I mean, the Ravens and Browns... I think we're are almost definitively staying up there. Yeah, for the yeah for the Steelers, I really think that the they only really for the for a while now they only really had to worry about the Ravens, but now yeah. they've got to worry about the Ravens, and the Browns, and maybe even the Bengals. And now yeah now the Bengals like that that yeah that, uh, which the Browns were doing pretty well until up until Burrow got hurt. Yeah. Which, it sucks for the Browns. And you know what? I'm, I mean, I like the Browns more than I do the Bengals of the two teams. But I think the Bengals deserve it. They drafted Burrow and they got rid of their veteran court quarterback, which I'm kind of happy for. The Cowboys got him. We kind of needed that. <laughs> I mean, that Ben the Hoochie or whatever. He was not good. The Hoochie? I don't know what the name, I think his name was. I don't think the guy even existed before the season. I'm pretty sure he just kind of appeared out of dust. <laughs> anyway, anyway, but I think for the Bengals, that is a dumb decision. You have this veteran quarterback, and you trapped a rookie, and you're like, you know what? We don't need the vet anymore. You just get rid of him. That would have been a great guy to help, to help show Burrow the ropes. It would have been. Yeah, I don't know who else they got He didn't have there. to start. He just had to be there. And then, and then, guess what? Joe goes and gets her, and now, and now, guess what? You wish you had your guy back. He may not have won you a Super Bowl. He may not have won you a conference title. He may not have won you a division title. But he, he's at least been there. Yeah, I think they would have been able to do a little bit more than what they did once Joe got hurt and went out. For sure. Yeah. And. And then another thing, and then looking at Andy Dalton, who came in as the backup for Dak over at Dallas and didn't do too bad. I mean, at the quarterback spot, I mean, you know, the Cowboys weren't all that good elsewhere, but specifically looking at Dalton, you're like, 
I wish we had that guy. I wish we had that guy. He is, at best, a backup quarterback at this point. He's a good guy to have backing up He's, your starter. Exactly. Ted, yes. um, Teddy Bridgewater was another one. He's He may not be a very good starter. But he's a good guy to come in there as the backup. Yeah, I agree. Um, like Tyrod Taylor, I think that he's another one. These are he is. these are good quarterbacks, but I just I don't think they have what it takes. That's going to get you to where you want. They're not be. a franchise quarterback. They're a franchise backup. I would definitely agree with that. They are a guy you want to keep. You may not need them at the moment, but the second your guy that you do want and it goes down, you're going to wish you had him. Yep. For sure. Now, I think that's the problem with a lot of teams is they're like, you know what? We got this guy. We don't need anyone else. I mean, Bill Belichick, for example, he had Brady. He didn't need Jimmy Garoppolo. And what Jimmy, Jimmy G go out and do? He shines with the Niners. He came out and he played well. Yeah, he kind of kind of flopped there at the... If the guy can stay healthy, you can see, yeah. what, he, you, you see what he can, what he's capable of. And then, now you got to keep. And now happy. and now Bill got what he deserved for getting rid of Jimmy. I mean, he at least got Cam Newton, but oh, well, he started to to be a, a a guy that has trouble staying healthy too now. He is. I mean, honestly, I don't think he even cares about the the sport since he got to the Super Bowl. I think now it's just all about his clothes. <laughs> <laughs> That's all he really has anymore. I mean. He, he, actually, he, had, yeah, he actually does a lot of good things he, out outside of he, he can he the can NFL. still outplay most quarterbacks, but he's yeah. not he's not a franchise guy, not anymore. Maybe not. Maybe not. Oh, so what else you got for us? Um well we've talked about this league before, the XFL. They are delaying they are delaying their relaunch because they are now in talks with the Canadian Football League. So these two may merge together. In a way, they are, which of course we've talked about, we are, they are part owned by Dwayne Johnson and yeah. his business partner and ex-wife, Danny Garcia. And they are in exploratory. He talks with the CFL, and mainly about how they can work together, less of a merge and more of just a work together. So what would that entail? Well, I guess I'm a little confused on how exactly like that but, would work. Well, Is, are these? They're discussing something such as a a possible union of the business two business operations. That's one thing that they've been thinking about, and heck, even if it's even possible, mm-hmm. and speculation. Some. Spe- as such speculation would be a bit premature, according to someone familiar with this. And, and I, I don't know how I personally feel about it because The Rock just got this team, just got him back in August, mm-hmm. acquiring him from his former boss Vince. Just wonder how that feels for your Vince. Like, you know, at one point you you guys were. <laughs> One point, you were giving this guy his paychecks, and now he's buying your football league. <laughs> yeah. I mean, so maybe it sounds like maybe they're just kind of exploring some things. Um, this, you know, the CFL has been been around sixty three years. 
Okay, for a long time, I was going to say. So so they've been around 63 years. Mm-hmm. So they're they're well established. Mm-hmm. Um So I guess so I guess it's just maybe coming down to talking about how how they can maybe help each other in ways. So I don't know if if the and Canadian the, Football League needs Well, the Rock himself had a brief stint in the Canadian League. Okay. After he played for the Miami Hurricanes in college. All right. So there's that. He played with the Calgary Stampeders, but he was cut after two months. And fun fact I didn't know, he even went into the NFL draft, but went undrafted in 1995. Oh, wow. And I think it was like two years after that he went and debuted in the WWE. (laughs) Yeah. All right, it's time to lay at the smack it down. Yeah, yeah, I think he had a higher calling there, and Maybe by golly, was that the a, right it's a decision? Thing. Yeah, it got it got him to where he is today. I mean, I mean, for all we know, it was definitely a launching. Pad. I mean, imagine if you went to the NFL. We could be like Dwayne Johnson, who? You know, and now it's like you're Dwayne Johnson. You're like, oh, The Rock. Yeah, what movie is he in now? Could have been, you know, Dwayne Johnson. I, I'm not 100 sure what. Uh, position he played um not either i think it was on either offense or defensive line i believe yeah i'm sure he was a lineman but yeah you would have more you would have more known him as dwayne johnson you know the defensive lineman instead of the rock yeah yeah he probably wouldn't be the movie star he is either i mean not to say he couldn't have been in a couple movies but smaller roles he definitely would not be luke hobbs he wouldn't be Black Adam. He would not yeah. be really the Scorpion King. He none of that. Which since we're on the topic of wrestlers, post wrestling career, Paul Wright, the Big Show, the Big Show has signed with AEW. It's the Big Show. He has signed with AW, the current rival company of the WWE, and it's kind of big because he's been with the WWE for so long. Yeah. On and off for most of it. Mm-hmm. But now he's with AEW and some big names moving over there to some AEW. Big, some big names. Vince McMahon, and, look out, buddy! And here's another thing about the Big Show. He could have played the Scorpion King, so think. So I was want to think about this. If The Rock got trapped into the NFL, let's say, so let's say that happened. Could you imagine the Big Show as the Scorpion King? They weren't going to cast the Big Show as the they Scorpion were. King. They were. Are you sure about that? Yeah, The Rock even said. Rock himself, Dwayne Johnson. To who? Who'd he say that to? That was a joke. The Big Show? <laughs> that was a joke. I mean, I'm sure it was, but I mean, <laughs> that was a joke. I mean, I mean, what kind? What kind of director would be like? You know what? I either want this seven foot tall guy, or this Samoan guy, and actually leaving it up to who wins a wrestling match. At that point, you just call Vince. You're like, hey, which one do you like more? Book this guy to win the Royal Rumble. At that point, but I mean, it's still a fun thing to imagine. <laughs> big show. I could not. I could see. I could not see the big show playing the Scorpion King. And who knows? If he played that. Would he be playing Luke Hobbs in Fast in the Fast and Furious franchise? Mm-hmm. 
Imagine the big. Imagine all of the rocks rolls just swapped with Big Show. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to picture it and. The Big Show and Jason Statham, Hobbs and Shaw. Mm -hmm. That I, I actually would have liked to see that. That that would actually be some, something fun to see. So yeah, that just thinking about that. The Big Show. I mean. He wouldn't be able to fit in most cars. I mean, The Rock already can barely fit in some of the ones they put mm -hmm. him in. <laughs> and now, The Big Show? He'd be pricey. And and not because he's like, you know what, I demand this much money. It's because he needs a car to fit in. He needs everything he gets into. It needs to be custom-sized. Like, like, they would need like a really cool-looking mm. Hummer for it to fit into the mm. Fast and Furious franchise. Yeah. I mean... A big man needs a big vehicle. Yeah, he does. I mean, the rock, the rock's big too. Not to take anything away from him, but he's not big show big. He's not seven foot two. Oh, he's he's not seven foot two. That's right. And he's the big, big show. Is, I think the big show is a little bit wider, but also because he's taller, he's a bit wider uh, than yeah, Dwayne. Absolutely. I don't think he's nearly as Jack though, despite him being bigger. <laughs> but but that that's just the rock. He he likes clanging and banging. Clanging and banging. Clanging and banging. That and so many, so many things would have been missed, missed out because of the Rock's acting career. He met Kevin Hart, and those two are a great duo. Yeah. Mess with each other all the time. I know you haven't seen it yet, but uh, uh, a, a real funny movie is uh, oh, what is the name of that movie? Like, like CSI or something. I don't know if it's the CSI. Central Intelligence. Central Intelligence. Yes, yeah. Central Intelligence. That is a funny movie. Isn't that the one where the uh, where the Rock's character back in high school is like really fat? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yep. He gets he gets picked on, gets embarrassed real bad, ends up <laughs> ends up being like a band, jack band band guy. Of, it, it ends up yeah, gets ripped, gets buffed, um, joins the CIA, and and then is, and ends up on a mission and drags in uh, like, like he was Kevin like, Hart, who's like an accountant or something. <laughs> You know, like you know, like like one of those guys from high school that thought you know he probably had a better life than this fat guy, and then no, he does not at all. This guy whipped himself into shape. It's a yeah, it's a funny movie. Oh so. yeah. Anyway, um, that's our show. Thanks for listening. Uh, we do hope that you continue listening to us knuckleheads just talk about things that. We enjoy. We like talking about uh, sports related, typically. So we like we like sports. We love sports, um, love sports, especially Buckeye sports. Yeah. So if you get you get tired of hearing Buckeyes, you might want to listen to something else. Yeah. But if not, you like listening to Buckeyes. Keep chiming in. We'll keep talking about them. I mean, if you don't like the Buckeyes, you might just listen to Debo Swingy interviews. <laughs> He's got plenty of stuff to say against us. <laughs> So, number 11. So, we're going to sign off again. Thanks for listening and tune in next time on the Off Point.